It's time to light up a cigar and talk about business and cars. Are you ready to get the insider edge and pick up a few ideas that you can incorporate into your business today? Your host, Brandon Green, has 25 plus years in the automotive industry with 10 plus years owning his own business. Together with a diverse lineup of guests from all industries, he's asking the right questions to get you the answers you seek. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Business Card and Cigars. And I'm your host, Brandon Green. And this week, we have uh, somebody that's been a good friend and a mentor of mine for, I don't know, 10 plus years at this point, if not longer. Somebody I've looked up to in my industry for years. And uh, very honored to have Mr. Todd Ramsey, the Ramsey Consulting Group here. Those of you in the industry, you'll know that name. If not, Todd is a, uh, a person that's going to have a lot of technical info for us, but also he's uh, a good businessman and has a lot of info in all sorts of areas. So I think this is going to be a really awesome episode. So Mr. Todd Ramsey, how you doing, sir? I'm doing well, Brandon, and thanks for having me on. I appreciate uh, the invite and I'm looking forward to meeting your audience and talking about all the cool stuff that we experience and the cars and cigars and beer and all that stuff. <laughs> a little bit of everything. I went with um, uh, you can Fred buy used for pennies on the dollar. Jeez, you know. <laughs> yeah, I went with Fred Lynch. Uh, he um, drove to the uh, CMA Expo, the Canadian Mobile Audio Expo. Oh, okay, and cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That just he, happened a little after yeah. our expo. Yeah, yeah. He was coming through town, so I jumped in and spent eight days hanging out with Fred. With Fred, well, that's a book. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a good time. It was fun. One of the things we did was from here, we went straight to Iowa to their um, building plant. Oh, okay, cool. So we actually got to tour where Snap-on builds their toolboxes and everything. And that was really awesome. I, I actually have a whole lot more respect for that now and, and what they do and how they do it. It's, it was really cool uh, to see everything they put into it and how they do it and everything. So Nice, nice. Well, yeah, my question right around the Fred Freight days, was did you ride in his car or your car? His car. Okay, so he's already got an audio system in it. Yes. And what did you What did you think? Did you guys debate the subtle nuance of sound quality or I I don't know if I it is Ford Edge right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, it's a, a one edge, car. It's a it's a flex. Flex. Sorry, flex. Sorry. Yes. But um, um, I don't know if it's a one seat car or two seat car, and that depends. It, it was set up for one seat, and so yeah, I rode bitch on, on the whole ride. Well, I offered to a, drive, but a really uh, collapsed soundstage and side biasing and all that shit. Yeah, but it was. I, I ain't gonna lie, it still sounded good from my side, and I and I've heard the car from the right side before. Oh, Fred knows how to build great cars, man, and yeah, and I'm I'm so. certain for the purposes of demoing and all that stuff, and you know if he if he like many people are the singular driver most of the time, then that's okay. I just, yeah. I'm really, you know, my wife, she's, she will not put up with the one seat car, man. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I do audio do. too, man. And, yep. and so for that reason, and just in general, I'm a little old school. I just like the two seat approach and whether you accomplish that through um, path link differences that are more equal in speaker placement, like kick panels or, you know, something out without going to the extreme. Or with uh, an up mixer product, I know Brax has some you know multi-channel stuff and some of their yeah. things, and Andy's got a prototype up mixer for Audio Frog, and which is amazing actually. But you know we'll see. I don't know what the appetite is for people to understand what 
an up mixer is or does, but but uh, at, at the same time, you know, I uh, I appreciate that not everybody drives and gets behind the wheel, you know, in the same circumstances. And there's a lot of times, especially people commute into work or whatever, that's their me yeah. time. And one seat is perfect. And we yes, have a yes. lot of tools available us, to us today that we didn't have to be able to do that. I mean, to me, I building a two seat car is much more difficult than factory locations, great speakers, great amplifiers, DSP, tune it to, you know, one seat time correct and get all the phase wrapped correctly so that, um, you know, the all pass filters are out of it. If you're using a factory head unit and damn, that one seat is like the king seat, man. You might as well mm-hmm. be sitting in the middle, you know, but that, that only works if it's 99% of the time, that person's the only one really, or yeah. somebody else just doesn't care about audio, but yeah. And I mean, that car was built to do some demos and then be a personal car and whatever. So I, yeah, totally get it. I mean, that's the way I built mine. Fred, Fred totally gets it. I mean, he's he's definitely not, Fred's not, he's pretty astute, man. He's a smart guy. So he's, I think that brand um, Arc Audio has done really well having Fred on board. Oh yeah, absolutely. he's, He's super sharp. So. Yeah, he's a he's a good buddy of mine, like you are, and I'm uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm proud to uh, proud to be able to say that because yeah, I, I'm lucky enough to have a lot of smart friends. <laughs> yeah, well, if you're the you know how's it usually go right? If you're the smartest guy in the room, you need to get new friends. You know. Yeah, I need to be. I'm in the wrong room then. I need to be in a different room, man. I need to be the dumbest guy in the room. Hey, I got a great story about that. Uh, so for many years, what I didn't say in the earlier podcast was some of the you know part of my consulting, which is, I always say we communicate a technical message in an easy to understand way. Mm -hmm. We did a lot of work for many companies over the years on owner's manuals that come in the box or quick start guides or to D Chinese, the shitty manual that came with that product or to (laughs) be very specific about like technical products. And I was in early with um, Andy Waymeyer brought me in on the development while he was at JBL on MS8, their um, signal processor. And Uh Um, so I wrote the quick start guide for that. And we went through a lot of setups. I went on to do some other manuals for their MS series amplifiers and subwoofers and stuff. But, but one of the things that I was so grateful for was number one, going to Harmon in Northridge, where they have this just amazing amount of engineering support and anechoic rooms and testing facilities and engineering labs and just that. And yeah, people understood what Harmon does, JBL Infinity, what Harmon yeah. does. And everything they actually, yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's almost yeah, like but, talking. It's almost like talking about Sony and all everything they yeah, got their hands yeah, in, you know, 100%. with different things. Yeah. It's it's really amazing to see some of that. So, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. interrupt well, no, by but any that's means, true. But, that's true. So there's a situation where um, you know Andy brought me out early in the development process, and I even have an original heat sink design that didn't go into production. It's totally different than what actually came out in production. But I still have one of those samples here because the the side panels were similar in terms of where the connectors would exit. They could get me started on drawing, you know, what wires connect where and what signal inputs connect where. And uh, anyways, numerous times out to Northridge for different sort of level set meetings. And I met the guys who were digital engineers, the guys who were power supply, the guys who were DSP. And um, I tell you what, never have I been the dumbest guy in the room than around all those folks. (laughs) So I knew I was in the right place. Yes. <laughs> learned a lot, learned a lot. And uh, I just was so grateful that I got this 
yeah, opportunity. And I did initially, I thought I was writing a manual, but what I was really doing was just broadening my perspective on what could be done, what products could be made, what trade-offs, what costs, um, what how the success of a product is gauged. Did it need a digital input? Andy said a lot of people were like, yeah, man, they want the digital input, but it, you know, cost X and they'll only be used X amount of times. And so they, they have to make some choices. Yes. But uh, yeah, that was a pretty proud moment for me to, you know, be involved in the MS8 part, even if, if only a small part, you know, I wouldn't take credit for really anything other than just that I understood what they were communicating to me. And I was able to put it on paper in a document that was installers were going to read and hopefully succeed with that product. I've installed those and you know what? It worked. I, yeah. I made it. I understood well, enough was, to make it work. So thank you. All those, all those words and graphics on paper, man. That was all, that was all our doing. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So that's that kind of stuff. Now I've been uh, one of my other clients, uh, the Turkish client, he was a Dyn Audio distributor for a while. Rockford distributed Dyn Audio MB Corp. Uh -huh. Even after it got sold back out of Rockford and re-received with the uh, German government received it. And then a I think then the, they broke off the original guys from MB Court. So MB Court's still a brand over there. Uh, but the original guys that broke off from MB Court, I think, started a company called German Maestro. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, complicated. But, but my buddy in Turkey was a distributor for many years and a lot of these high-end brands. And we went together to Dyn Audio in Denmark to the factory for a distributor meeting. And uh, they hosted us real nice. And, and just it was... Good stuff. So they have two factories up there. One that's the cabinet factory where they match veneers and do all stuff for the home audio. And then they, you know, uh, speaker factory electronics. They do not really have electronics, except they make their own reference amplifiers for their demo stuff. So that's pretty mm -hmm. badass. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that was, they have an anechoic chamber. And I've been in three anechoic chambers. And it's pretty freaky if you've ever been in one. Yeah, like you can hear your own blood pulsing and heart beating and everything. Because there's... It's like going into a fully packed closet full of clothes, but on like times 10. It's, it's, it's the coolest thing in the world. The closest I've ever been was Kicker had a... Um, oh, yeah. Kicker would have that. Yeah. Yeah, they Something had like one that. down there and we didn't close the door or anything, but we walked in and looked around. I, I've been in a few recording studios and different yeah. things like that. So it's, it's kind of... idea. It's yeah. just more like more direct to that. that yeah, when you can actually hear your blood like... It's crazy. Heart pumping. It's pretty crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's weird. Yeah. So uh, Dyne Audios was, yep. uh, was, was a great trip. And they demoed for us there, like top shelf. Like, I forget it was a new audience or I forget the name of the speaker, but, you know, six foot tall towers and, you know, two channel room with bi-amp, multi-amp. And I forget what they told us it was, a like quarter million dollars. And I'd heard systems before that. This was way back in the day. So adjusting for inflation, you know, they might've said it was a hundred thousand dollars back then, but that might be more today. Yep. And I heard some really good systems that are home audio systems that I said, wow, or hundred and whatever and Macintosh and B and W and just, just, you know, you, you just go down the list of all the coolest stuff. And I listened to that and it was a, a course amazing, but I thought to myself, huh, I guess this is where my sound quality chops end because I can't really discern the difference between a $100,000 system and a quarter million dollar system. Like it, it all sounds great to me. Yeah. 
And so for some of the guys who really chase the sound quality thing and the reference point, like some, some of the stuff that Mark Eldridge is doing in his classes with training people on just what yep. different room sounds are like. I had Mark on a, uh, a few weeks ago. And oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We were talking yeah. about a lot of stuff, what he's doing there with him. Yeah. And I really appreciate that because I, I know where my limit is and I think I have a pretty good ear and I can tune cars and all that stuff uh, based on my reference. But at that point, I, I'm just not a man Eldridge and some of those other guys who really chase the sound quality thing in the competition scene, like Brian Mitchell, yep. for example. Yep. Yeah. That they're, they're a few layers deeper than same for me. Yeah. It's just I totally understand what you're like, saying. Man, I super sure. appreciate their, you know, their passion for that. I'm passionate about electrical and, you know, relays and troubleshooting the same way those guys are super passionate about like the nth degree of audio. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to say I'm happy with just, you know, whatever's in the car uh, because that's not true at all. But I, you know, using that example as hundred thousand dollar home audio system and something that was a quarter million bucks at the time, I was like, Oh man, I, I love this. Gosh, I don't know if it's $150,000 better. I was tying, which is a cardinal sin in sales. I was tying my own wallet to the value of that setup. True. Should, Very true. Yes. Turns out this time it had another zero on it. So we talk about six figure stuff. I think that's, that's funny too. I'll ask people who, who've got money or who like to spend on luxury goods or whatever. I'm like, at what point do you pucker? Like where, Hey, if this goes south or, Hey, if I had to like blow a few thousand bucks on something or a few hundred bucks or whatever, and it didn't pan out, like, and someone will go, oh, I don't know, thousand or five grand or 10 or whatever. But I almost never hear somebody go, yeah, I don't mind like shooting 150 grand out the window if that didn't work out. So I know for that customer who would buy the $250,000 setup versus the hundred, I would need to know how to demonstrate value to that person. Yes. And I'm not sure I'm the right sales guy for that. One know? thing I learned a um, long time ago, actually, I don't even remember where I heard it or who I heard it from, but everybody has the little level where they're comfortable with, and then they got this space where they're uncomfortable. Then after that, it's like almost like say, got to drop 500 bucks on something. Okay, cool. What we need, whatever, just do it. No big deal. Yeah. Then from that five hundred car, go and get an oil change. It's five hundred. Yeah. Yeah. From that five hundred to that five thousand dollar mark is where they're like, oh, do I really need to do that? You know, yeah. is this really where? Do I? Is this money I really need to spend, or five or ten or whatever it may be? Yeah. But then beyond that point, that's where it goes back into the value point of yeah. back in the sales side of hey, as long as the person can show value, they're they'll see the value in spending the money and getting the right thing. There's a reason Rolls Royce and Bentley and stuff build cars yep. to order and people see the value in that and customize it and all that. It's just a different echelon. And I would say that like for, for all the fun and customization of a Rolls Royce, that's more tangible to me. Whereas I just don't have deep enough chops to, you know, and again, I'm adjusting for economics back at the time, but right. the difference was, you know, a hundred K system, the best I'd ever heard at the time. And and I, I've done a lot of listening to high-end stuff during the CES years at the Phoenician where they have high-end home audio rooms and you can listen as long as you like and, and all that. But mm -hmm. yeah, that quarter million dollar one, it was fantastic, amazing. And I've had a lot of guys say that they've been on the trips to Focal in, um, in France. Yep. 
where they, you know, demo a lot of their high-end home audio stuff. And I don't know the value of that stuff, but I mean, I think it's a great training tool for car audio dealers to listen to the best of the best, because even if they're not there yet, it gives their, you know, psyche, their ears, something to think about in a way that's okay. Critical listening, not just entertainment listening. Like I need to start breaking down the pieces of the puzzle. And that's the thing is very often, I mean, I have my, you know, routine of, songs that I use that I'm familiar with or obviously you know like evaluation songs tuning but at the end of the day I mean I I just like turning on and enjoying the music and so I like getting there and uh, and just you know just enjoying for the uh, for the entertainment content not so much for the evaluation I don't it's just like uh, I guess it must be frustrating for you know, plastic surgeons walk into a room full of people and go, mm, I could fix those boobs. I could fix those lips. I could fix those, you know, whatever. <laughs> yes. You know, like, I, I know what fix, you're saying. I don't, I try and operate outside the, you know, the, the periphery of the business when I'm trying to be a consumer, I'm, I'm air quoting for people who can't see it, consumer yeah. of good audio and just go, do, is, is this enjoyable? Is it and, fun? Do I yeah, like it? And because at the end of the day, man, you know, like that's what I want to do. And, and boy, I tell you what, that really, the entertainment value of that stuff really comes into play when you're talking about alternatives like motorcycle audio, boat audio, yes. uh, UTVs, you know, because those guys, they're not talking about the subtle nuance of where the sound stage is. They're like, let's crank this shit up and can I play it all day while I'm drinking beer, you know? Some of the funnest vehicles I ever had or got had the chance to listen to was uh, Don and Sage's um, Honda Wagons. Yeah, yeah. I They're, love those things. Everybody loves those Don, things. Don, that's a great example. Those those guys can crank that shit up. It's all the higher end Focal stuff, but not M-series, whatever. And yeah. they can crank that fucking shit up. I think Flax was the last one that Sage or Don's Jam the up. shit out of that. And they just bang the shit out of it. And it fucking rocks, man, the yes. whole way. Like it I, doesn't, tell you, doesn't I tell you what, Fred's Flax is right there with them. Nice. Okay, nice. So uh, if you get when you get the chance to listen, I didn't sure he was talking. It may not be out too much longer. So if you get the chance to listen to it, listen to it. But yes, it is. It's as fun as those. I need a trip in to my opinion. Or Fresno to go see Fred. <laughs> Fred, <laughs> Brian Mitchell, you know, all those guys. Oh yeah, absolutely. Most again, Fred, Fred, he's in Europe right now for the Emma show, but yeah, of course we're going to be talking, uh, get him on the, get him on here and, have some fun and conversations and all that. You know, it'd be fun is get a bunch of people together and have a whole little, yeah, whole little group thing. A little, but, round, little round table. Yeah. That'd, that'd be a good time. Maybe we'll have to make that happen. Yeah. You should pick some people too, that have expertise in different areas and also have opposing political views because that'll be like special spicy. Oh yeah. Yeah. That'd be fucking awesome. I'm just trying to. Yeah. I know. Poke that bear. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> we would end up with uh zoom fighting happening yeah well <laughs> somebody make a comment about something and somebody else go well you know but uh, you know, i don't think it'd be I, I think it'd be fine i mean but yeah <laughs> everybody's got their views yeah, I well i think so my personal you know take on you know things political brandon is that i think everybody you know in our country should have a personal responsibility to look out for themselves and that means like Hey man, if you went to college and you took on a shitload of student loan debt, yeah, fucking you, pay it. No, you should know what you're getting into. Yeah. And if you, you made go, that decision. hey, my folks didn't want to, you know, me working as a blue collar worker. But meanwhile, 
you could have gone to a trade school or just learned it in high school and been a machinist at 40 bucks an hour at a high school. I mean, I'm tipping my hat to you, man, because yep, I agree. You know, that's, that's bold because you're, you know, everybody's saying you got to go to college, got to go to college. And I'm not saying college is bad. I'm just saying it's not for everybody, man. Yes. And you can, you can do well, but it just depends on the kind of person you are. And then just other, you know, stuff that I feel like as long as you're a good human, you're good to people and you're um, sort of looking after yourself in terms of, you know, not leaning too hard on somebody else to like pick up your slack. There'll be times when you need that, but let's not make it like a regular deal. Um, feel like that. Let's not create a program to keep you homeless. Let's not create a program to keep you poor. Let's let's let how you can ascend and you know get back into housing. Oh, I'm still homeless because I don't want to give up doing drugs. Okay, well then that's your choice. But if yes. all the other things are in place and I can help you, well then I'm happy to help you. But if you just want to hang out and just do drugs all day, well then I can't help you. You know. Yes. That kind of stuff. But man, I just I. I really like nothing more than connecting with people who are passionate about something, interested in something. Yes. And in our case, in the industry, you know, like I said, with those automotive shop classes that are um, working on SEMA builds, when I went and met different classes, and if I found three, four, five kids that were somewhat interested in our side of the business, man, I'm just, I tell them, like, you let me know how I can help you get a job, and I will find a retailer in this area who will hire you. Might push a broom for a little while. Don't be too proud. But what you'll, if you're interested in cars at all, taking stuff apart and customizing, then huh, God forbid you have even like skills and a knack for it. That's cool too. Yeah. But, like, um, like that build we did here, there was one girl that she was just interested in the wiring. I mean, she jumped in, was soldering wires, learned how to do stuff, understanding that. I mean, and yes, that's what we need. We need people yeah. that want to do that. Yeah. And that's a good point that you brought up about girls because some of the, my best students over the years have been females. And we did have, yes. for what, several years, we had a handful of uh, MECP masters that were girls and they were fucking sharp, man. These chicks, they were. Oh yeah. They still are. They're still around. Yeah. Well, you know, you get, you get one of them now on the phone. It's, they're usually like. Ready and Dara and yeah. 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 Te uh, tech ass. support. Like. Oh, yeah. can I talk to your boss? Yeah, I am the boss. So, you know, <laughs> F off. <laughs> they can talk you right through and install and all that shit. Yep. Yeah, that's, um, and I, I was really proud of that because, you know, I don't want to make it like, oh, well, look, you know, somebody got a little token. No, those chicks earned it and they, and they're fucked and they they're good chops. I kept my hat to yeah. ones I know for sure because yeah. they, they've done awesome. So, yeah, I mean, if it was important enough to him and, you know, it just goes back to what I said, the, the driving force and all that, you know, whether you get doors open for you or whether people like take you seriously, it all has to do with your passion. If you can't show a little passion, then you're going to have a hard time getting people to buy your what you're selling in terms of yourself, oh, yeah. you know, but if you're passionate, people can see like, wow, I can see this. They, they really like to talk about that or it's really there. I need to figure out as an employee or employer, you know, how I can get this employee more exposure to this. Cause they seem really passionate about that, you know? Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So those are all, those are all bigger picture business things that, you know, I think comes with age and experience and just, I don't know. None Understanding of us were, culture and your core values and yeah, what you need to us, bring in the business. None of us were leaders um, out of the womb. You know, we have, we've had to figure it out and certainly I've done enough sort of not so, 
I don't even know, I say not so great leadership, but just not really with leadership in mind. You know? yeah. Oh yeah. I've, I've definitely been there. <laughs> still, still working on it. It's, it's a never ending, never ending process there. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Well, I think uh, we should have a Ramsey experience pretty soon here. Maybe I need to get on a plane pretty soon here and come to St. Louis and hey, rock you know, you are welcome here any day. I've told you that multiple times. Yeah. Uh, you have a, a spot here anytime you want. So let's talk about car farming a little bit. You know, I mean, I told you the other day uh, we were setting this up. I have, you know, a bunch of different cars, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking to move on to like a bucket list car after I sold my Cadillac CTSV mm-hmm. wagon. I want an E63 AMG Mercedes, preferably in the W212 body style, which is the previous body style. Um, maybe. Okay. Yep. Um, so if you happen to see one, I don't, I don't want a black interior, which is of course more rare outside color of the car. I'd like it to be interesting, but not black, just, you know, be any of the colors really. But I, I, E63 AMG W212. W212. Yeah. So I think it's 2010 through 16 or something like that. 17. Okay. I got, I got some connections. I'll, uh, okay. I'll ask. Them. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I don't want one with high miles. Definitely would need to be probably under 70. Uh, Cause otherwise it's not a matter of when you'll replace all that shit. It's just, or something of if, but when, so I don't want to be on the downside of the maintenance side of one of those. I want to get it while it's maybe one owner that just wasn't driven very much and all that stuff. But if I can find that, then um, I've got a few people on, uh, standby to do a, you know, a build. And I don't know that it would be a mobile solutions class or maybe, but it would probably happen at mobile solutions and right just bring in some people. So like Gary Biggs is in Gary and uh, Gary Bell and Matt Schaefer are in Tom Miller's in, you know, we'd invite you out and we'll I'll come push it. the broom for those guys. I'm, I'm cool <laughs> <with that. laughs> well, we do a lot of advanced planning on the design and all that stuff and get, um, you know, pick, any number of companies to probably sponsor it. But, but I think that would be really cool to um, do some high level and something like yeah, that. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. Cause I haven't done, you know, like a big, I don't want to say big in terms of like a lot of money or product, if, but just something that was something that was really interesting and epic to me and in, in a personal build. It's, it's been a little while. So I'm looking forward to, to that. And I didn't want to do that in the Cadillac only because I'd already done it in Derek Pace's Cadillac. Um, he has a CTSV yeah. sedan. So I knew what I could do in it, but I was like, yeah, I just don't want to, I, I would keep this E63 MG probably for a long time. I wouldn't worry about the resale value because I would hang on to that. But the right. Cadillac, I knew that I could, as it was going up in value and it was rare, I knew that I could sell that. And I buyers probably not going to want too much stuff messed with. And yeah, I made it ton of money on that car so <laughs> yeah those are those are a hot freaking car right now yeah it's basically those a cars. corvette uh what is it z06 or the supercharged corvette it's yeah. a z06 and a station wagon body or z yeah i think it's a z06 yeah so uh yeah i mean the lsa engine supercharged i mean all that stuff it was it was a rocket ship man and people see you coming up in a station wagon they have no idea that's what i love about the station wagon they have no <laughs> idea what they're messing with man <laughs> Yeah, those cars are probably one of the uh, one of the Cadillacs I'd probably buy again. Those yeah. are those yes. are freaking cool. I love. So I love for them. for you or any of your listeners, if you uh, anybody has uh, some some ties on that, it's Todd at RamseyConsultingGroup.com is my email. So send it out to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, 
we're uh, about another hour in. Um, yeah. You want to wrap this one up for the time, and we'll wrap we it up. Yeah. Let's uh, definitely plan on doing another one, man. I enjoyed yeah. the shit. Of course, you know I always enjoy. Maybe we'll hey. do one live from St. Louis when I'm there visiting you. You know. Yes, I got well, the whole studio right here. We I can don't need to here. say live. I mean to say live. I mean like both of us in person. You know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, or you know what? I'm going to be down there in July. Maybe That's I'll. True. Uh, I can. I got a couple travel mics and stuff like that. I could just bring with okay. me too. We could do that. Oh, we can get a handle either way. Yeah, absolutely. I think between the two of us and a few other people we know, we, we can handle technical shit. Yeah. I'm sure we can plug it in and bit. figure it out eventually. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Well, man, it was, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. And I, course, I am extremely grateful for you taking the time to come on and share your knowledge and everything. And of course, uh, Definitely got to have you back. We talked about it for a while. We finally got it done, didn't we? Yes, sir. Um, before we go, where you just mentioned your um, oh, website, yeah. your yeah, email. So, so how you can get a hold of me. So I'm not a social media guy. So you guys are going to have to email me. Um, I am on LinkedIn, uh, Todd Ramsey. Um, you can look up me or my company, Ramsey Consulting Group, because that's a business you know, decision for me, not you know, the social media stuff. I'm not really uh, my customers aren't on facebook they're businesses you know mm -hmm. uh they're businesses that are big b2b businesses and um but uh emails is great todd at ramseyconsultinggroup.com you can go to my website ramseyconsultinggroup.com there's a form you can fill out to contact us or just check out what i do the different services training and and you know all that stuff um owner's manuals a lot of stuff that we talked about already mm -hmm. uh, but um and uh, worst case scenario, if you can't find me that way, um, just uh, get in touch get, with Brandon and he'll 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 make sure we get in contact. Yeah, I was going to say, get a hold of me, if nothing else, and I'll make sure and uh, make the connection. Absolutely. Yeah, let us know. Let us know uh, by, um, you know, either emails to me or connecting with Brandon or any of that stuff. If uh, if we should do a Ramsey experience party in St. Louis when I come visit. Oh, I, we're already set up. We're going to make that happen. I ain't even asking. So it's a, I guess it's not a question if we should do it. It's just, it's a question of um, how many people do we let it, let it, let in. <laughs> All right. Once this airs, the whole world's going to know. And my wife's going to be, be like, okay, what are you doing? Oh. Don't worry. The hotel's closed. We'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we got the shop. We literally, the shop is set up and uh, ready to uh, do an event. Okay. So. Well, as long as Crystal's down for it, you know, I know Judy will come out and, you know, she, she likes the having a good time with the industry folks. So. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, as long as, long as the ladies are okay with us having a good time, then um, everybody's happy, you know? Yes, yes. <laughs> happy wife, happy life, right? That's true. That's true. And <laughs> I will right. say, yeah, I will say, man, I got a, I got a good one. So. <laughs> yes, you do. Judy is awesome. And uh, yeah. I got I to gotta say, I got a pretty good one, too. So yeah, it's, it's, it's always nice to uh, Fantastic. be able to say that, to be honest yeah, with you. That is, because I know not everybody's so lucky. And sometimes the... You know, they don't have your spouse may not have, you know, all that much clue of what you do and whatever. And meanwhile, you know, like, you know, mine's like she knows everybody so much that nobody's a rock star in her world. She, that's just Brandon or it's just Larry Frederick or it's just Brian Schmidt or whatever. They're just uh -huh. you know, friends of ours. And, you know, nobody's got rock star status with her. She's just like, these are just people I know. <laughs> Which is the way it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she knows how talented they are, but she doesn't let them. She doesn't let them like warm it over. I ain't put up with your shit. <laughs> put up with your shit. Yeah. All right, brother. All right. Well, hey, thanks again for um, having me on, and uh, I wish you uh, continued success. 
to your thank you thank you very uh, much entrepreneurial endeavors and your path to leadership and all the different things you're doing which i know are just ongoing and um, that's i don't want to be condescending but i'm very proud of you well i appreciate that more than you know man you've been somebody i've looked up to and uh respected for many years so to hear that from you is it means the world to me so thank you yeah well i'm glad you're uh I'm glad you got a lot of those American flags back there too. America. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a few there and uh, maybe a few others hiding around in here. So America. Yeah, we... nothing wrong with that. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. We're Bye-bye. out. We're we will out. see everybody on next week, probably. Most likely. Thank you for tuning into the Business Cars and Cigars podcast. Make sure to share this with someone you know that can benefit from this content. Remember to support this show by rating, reviewing, and subscribing.